This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everybody, to episode 10 of That Six. I am your host, Kyler Bills. Man, I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to talk to you guys all again. Um, man, to be honest, where do I even start? Um, I'm really sorry for the extensive absence that I've left without posting in so many weeks. Um, man, to be honest, I'm not going to sit here and, and make excuses and, and talk about what I could do, why I, why I didn't do it, why I wasn't posting. Um, at the end of the day, I got wrapped up in wrestling. Um, and to be honest, it, it got really long. You know, days were pretty rough. Um, didn't have a whole lot of motivation to get into the booth um, and post. Um, however, um, unfortunately, wrestling season wrapped up. Didn't go the way I wanted to, but you guys are here for football. Um, but that motivation is back, man, and I'm really excited. Um, and to be honest, man, although there's not football being played right now, I don't really count the XFL, um, but although there's not football being played right now, I believe that the offseason has just as much, if not more, to talk about. Um, definitely to, to hypothesize about. You know, the offseason has so many possibilities with free agency signings and trades and the draft. Um, and I have a lot of football to recap, man. Um, but, hey, this gives me so much pleasure to say. Um, it gives me great jubilation to say. I mean, look at that big word. Um, without further ado, man, now that the details are out of the way, let's jump into episode 10. So, to start off, man, um, we'll jump into my prediction recap. Um, a lot of things did not go my way, um, as far as my predictions. Um, I, I lost track of my pickums, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of lost track after about week 14, in which I was sitting at like, 108 to like 76 and two because there's been there was two ties in the league which is ridiculous to me still um but the pick so the pickums won't be there but I, I was i was gonna have a positive record um and, and again that's that's fault on my part um but i'm gonna move into my divisional predictions so kind of recap the year um for this first part of the episode uh starting off in the afc um, in the South, the Jacksonville Jaguars got it done at nine and eight. Um, and I did pick the Indianapolis Colts who came in second to last, um, currently hold the fourth, uh, pick in the NFL draft. Notice how I said currently, um, sitting at four, 12 and one, um, Tennessee Titans lost that last game, kind of winner go home, um, against Jacksonville. So they ended their season at seven and 10. Um, and then the Houston Texans were with the second to worst um, overall record in the league, sitting at three and thirteen, beating the Colts in Week 18, I believe, um, which which gave them three thirteen and one. So um, we'll talk about the whole draft there later. Um, I know I did say in like Week two or three that that Jacksonville could definitely make a run here in the division, and I do think think that the Jaguars have a very bright future. Probably the brightest at any other team. Um, maybe the Texans, depending on what direction they go in this draft. Um, but the Jags are looking good, man. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, let's let's knock the elephant out of the room. Trevor Lawrence in the divisional round, I believe, the wild card round, one of the two. 
um, for through four interceptions in the first half of the football game. Came back in the second half, mounted that comeback against the Chargers, and, and threw four touchdowns, and they got the win, man. Um, Trevor Lawrence really did close off the year really well, um, which is good to see. Everybody was always talking about his potential and what could be and what could not be. Um but Trevor did ball out in that last in that last stretch of the season. So um, he was as close to a surefire can't miss prospect um, that anybody could ever say. So the Jaguars do have a very bright future as far as the Colts. Um, the Colts and the Texans are in a very similar state as far as what they're going to do with the quarterback position. Um, I think I think they're both. I think the Texans have a brighter future. Um, I'm really interested to see how Steve Sarkeesian, I believe, um, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, fits in Indy as far as the head coaching position. He's actually the guy I wanted in Carolina. So um, I think if if Indy gets a well-coached football team, um, they can still be good. Obviously, they have extremely good playmakers on that team. Jelani Woods is looking to take a step up. Jonathan Taylor, obviously one of the best backs in the league. Um, Michael Pittman, who's a good wide receiver, I'd like to see him go out and get somebody, whether that be a free agency signing and a guy like Juju, trade for D-Hop, um, draft somebody with, with maybe trading up some capital or you're in the early second round. Um, but I think the Colts' future is pretty bright. Texans, um, super, super impressed with the year Damian Pierce had. Um, I look for the Texans to get Bryce Young off the board um, and really kind of lock up their quarterback position. Davis Mills kind of had his year to shine, um, and, and any uncertainty or certainty that he could or could not play the position at a high level and be a franchise quarterback, I think that's gone. I think Texans have to go out and get their guy. Um, but that's pretty much it for the AFC South. The Titans, man, I don't know. Um, Traylon Burks did not have a great year. Derrick Henry had a Derrick Henry year, uh, maybe – a little less than than what he's done in the past, but you can't maintain that that production for that long. Especially losing AJ Brown was huge. Um, sitting at seven and ten on the year, still not a great year by any means. Um, very similar to NFC South, a very wide open division, and whatever team commits. Uh, shout out Dan Orlovsky for actually saying this about the NFC South. Whatever team commits, you know, to, to getting that franchise quarterback and really bettering their future. I mean, if if you do it right, you can be in front of the division and get a head start for the next decade, you know, and that's big. Um, so moving on to the AFC North, um, I, the actually the Cincinnati Bengals took the, took the lead in that division. I had the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati sitting at 12 and four, um, Baltimore sitting at 10 and seven, Pittsburgh sitting at nine and eight and Cleveland sitting at seven and 10, uh, starting with Cleveland, when Deshaun came back, he didn't really play super star-studded. Um, got a lot of things to figure out, but it might just be the same old Browns, to be honest, man. It really might be. I don't know how bright the future in Cleveland is. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper had a really nice year. Nick Chubb had a really nice year. They have a young and, and star-studded defense with Miles Garrett and a lot of other guys, Denzel Ward. Um but the North is going to be a tough division to compete in, especially with how much of a dynasty the Cincinnati's kind of kind of crafting right now. Um, so it'll be interesting, man. And then Pittsburgh sitting at nine and eight, getting that last win to maintain Mike Tomlin's like what is it now? Fourteen years straight without a losing season, which is just crazy to me. Um, sat at nine and eight, one game out of the playoffs. 
Um, I still, I'm still not a big fan of Kenny Pickett. Could be another Mac Jones debacle there. Um, Najee Harris took a step down. They traded Claypool away. Deontay Johnson didn't have a great year. Um, Cleveland, or not Cleveland, sorry. Pittsburgh still got a really nice defense, you know, with guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, um, Devin Bush, who I believe they declined the fifth-year option on, so Devin Bush will be a free agent uh, unless he is franchise-tagged by Pittsburgh, which I don't see that happening. Um, so Pittsburgh's iffy there. Um, the the team with the biggest offseason as far as what what they're going to lose I think it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. I don't I don't know if I see a world where Lamar Jackson comes back to the Ravens, which you have to take that with a grain of salt because I, I said the same thing about Rodgers last year, and I'll probably say the same thing about Rodgers this year when we get to the NFC North. Um, but you just never know what's going on. But this hostility that's been growing with Baltimore and Lamar for the last – Three, two to three years, um, and then with them going out and giving a, a, a b- absolute bag to Roquan Smith, who they acquired from the Bears, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, Baltimore needs to get Lamar back, and they need to get him some help in the wide receiver room. like to see J.K. Dobbins stay healthy. Um, obviously, Roquan Smith, a good defense. Um, the Ravens can still very much compete in the North. I mean, you see it this year with 10-7, and seven, and they had Tyler Huntley for the last couple weeks. They can definitely still compete, man. They just need to they need to bring Lamar back. They need to get him some help. Um, still a well-coached football team with John Harbaugh. Um, but it'll be interesting, man. And then, obviously, Cincinnati uh, sitting at 12-4. and four, I mean, what, what can you say about Cincinnati? What can't you say? I'm sorry. Um, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. A great offensive – or not a great offensive line. I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Um, but – with a good defense, too, although I don't know how much I want to see Cincinnati succeed because Eli Apple gets on my last nerve. Um, I, I do think Cincinnati's probably – I mean, they're going to be the team to beat in the future. Um, and maybe in the AFC North, maybe in the AFC, maybe in the Super Bowl, like in the NFL period, you know. And I think since he's, since he's obviously got a bright future, I think that they're creating dynasty mode in a way. Um, I mean – what they went to the conference playoffs this year, the conference championship this year, Super Bowl last year. We're very close to going to the Super Bowl this year. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the North, man. I think it's Cincy's division to win, but I think Baltimore can kind of compete. Pittsburgh's always going to have their nose in it. Um, and then Cleveland, I really don't know what direction Cleveland needs to go to. Um, but moving on to the AFC East in the first division that I got correct, um, the, the Buffalo Bills, man. Oh, man, where do I start about the Buffalo Bills? Where do I start about the Buffalo Bills? Um, Buffalo is my team to win it all this year. Buffalo sat at 13-3, and three, I believe the two seed in the AFC. Um, Miami sitting at 9-8. and eight. New England sitting at 8-9. and nine. New York sitting at 7-10. and 10. As far as the Jets, man, got to get them a quarterback now. Zach Wilson is clearly not the answer. Really, really, really excited to see Brees Hall come back and play in that offense. Um, as far as Elijah Moore and that wide receiving core, Garrett Wilson, dog, we know that. Um, Jets got a bright future, man. They really do. I think there's a lot of rumbling going on about uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, Derek Carr to the Jets. I don't think they want to draft a guy, right? But I think that they're going to bring in a veteran guy. If they could bring in A-Rod, that would be huge, even, even Derek Carr. I personally don't want Derek Carr, but I think Derek Carr has a lot to bring, you know, to a franchise. Um and I think he could be good in New York. As far as the Patriots, there's a lot of quarterback needy teams in this league, and I think the Pats are one of them. I read a report saying that 
they wonder how far ahead Mac Jones is off Bailey Zappi. Um, and I don't know if I know the answer to that. I don't think he's crazy far ahead of him. Um, New England's got a lot of work to do. Um, still a lot of good young players um, in New England. I think I said New York right there, but I meant New England. Um, obviously, they, they, they have the greatest you know head coach in football of all time there. So I think regardless of what they do, that they're going to be okay, uh, at least competing consistently. You know, but it, I, I do think that they need to shore up the quarterback position. I don't know if Devontae Parker is a viable wide receiver one. Uh, you know, the good tight end core, Hunter Henry, if you give him the chance, can can make plays. Uh, we, we see how important a tight end is on some teams and how not important it is. You know, like, like Buffalo. Dawson Knox is not uh, – Buffalo makes Dawson Knox look a lot better than what he is. And Dawson Knox is a great football player, but – you know, you have teams like Kansas City who make, I mean, Travis makes the Chiefs look really, really good. And they are a really, really good football team. Um, but there's teams like Buffalo where Dawson Knox looks a lot better because of guys like Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, you know, and Buffalo getting their running game established. Um, so if New England can can continue to keep that tight end position and grow it, you know, and, and with their young stars, then I think eventually – They'll, they'll return back to their stage. I don't think Mac Jones is the guy. I, I've said this from day one. I did not like Mac Jones, you know, and, and I think it showed here. Um, I, I don't really think Mac Jones is the answer. But moving on to Miami, um, Tua Tungavailoa has has fought through hell this year, man. Has fought through such a difficult year, man. Um, and, and for the Dolphins to go 9-8 and eight and make the playoffs is really cool. Uh off that last second field goal against New York, I believe. Um, obviously, they bounced in the first round in what was actually a really competitive game that a lot of people did not expect to be competitive against Buffalo. Uh, I do think that the future in Miami is bright. They brought in Bradley Chubb this year. Um, still would like to see him you know, get more involved in the running game. But there's, there's, some, there's some running backs in this draft class. There's a lot of free agents in this. This year, so I think if Miami can establish that run game, continue to add to their defense, and hopefully Tua stays healthy. I'm not a big Tua Tungavailoa fan, man, but three concussions in one year. I saw Luke Keekley go through the same stuff, and even the, the safety of all the players, man. Nobody wants to see people get hurt. At the end of the day, for us, it's just a game. We're fans, you know? But when you're messing with the well-being and, and livelihood of somebody else in their career, and their life, then you have to you have to just sit down and relax and be like, look, man, I, I regardless of, of what fandom I'm in, I just hope the man stays healthy and stays safe. And that's what I wanted to Tua Bailoa. Um, hopefully we don't have to have this discussion of, oh, they have to move off because he can't stay on the field. Or, God forbid, he physically cannot play football anymore because three concussions in one year is absolutely wild. Uh, and then moving on to Buffalo, I think the future in Buffalo is still really bright. <sighs> man, Joshy. Josh Allen, I had him as, as the best quarterback in the league in the early stages of the year, and I think I have to move off of that. I think I finally have to give Patrick Mahomes his roses, which which kills me to say I'm not a huge Patrick Mahomes guy. But I have to appreciate greatness, man. Um, Buffalo's going to be fine, you know. I think for a team who is missing a lot of guys, you know, Tredavious White was battling, battling injury throughout the year. Um Micah Hyde, who was a huge loss for that Bills secondary, um, and defense in general, just being a captain of the team, obviously it hurts. 
you know, and, and their offense did struggle down the down the roadway pavement. I'm, I'm not too sure what, what the terminology there is, but I do think that Buffalo is going to be fine, and I think that they're going to be competing with, man, that's a hell of a triangle, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Buffalo. All three teams who, who are who could be Super Bowl favorites, man. You know, and, and for them to all be in the AFC is going to be a tough road ahead. Somebody's going to have to play each other. Somebody's going to have to play that other conference or that other Super Bowl team in the divisional round, and you just hope it's not your team and you hope you play them in the conference championship. And you are going to have to play one of those Super Bowl teams in the conference championship. As far as any of the other teams, I don't see I, – I see the AFC champions being out of the AFC East – Look, I'm going to put it like this. I see the AFC champion in the near future and for years to come being Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City. I, I don't see, you know, Jacksonville has a bright future. I don't see it being Jacksonville. Miami has a bright future. don't see Miami. I don't even see Baltimore competing with these teams. Um, the Chargers maybe, but after the Chargers just can't get it done, man. They get so close, and they play really well sometimes, and then they just have games where you're just – shaking your head and you just don't know what it's going what's even going on with this team um but i do think that the afc champion will be cincinnati buffalo or kansas city for the very very like distant future you know what i'm saying um but man that's it for the afc um went two for four in my division champions and the nfc i actually went three for four man so talk to me um starting with the nfc north the Minnesota Vikings got the got the got that thing done with them, um, and I did pick the Vikings. Um, I'm not gonna elaborate on too many teams. I don't want this to be a super long episode, even though I'm here. I could really sit here and talk for two hours, um, but I do have a lot of stuff I have to cover. Um, so moving on into the NFC North, Minnesota sitting at 13 and four. Uh, Detroit Lions, what can I raw real quick? Raw type. Um, Coach Hizzy and Coach Coach Unk may support that, may may rock with that. I'm not too sure. Um, Detroit with a bright future, sitting at nine and eight. Green Bay sitting at eight and nine. Chicago claiming that first overall pick, which I'm going to talk about it later. Don't know how much that one and two swing between Houston and, and Chicago really imp- impacts like the draft position and what's even going to happen. Um, you guys will see my opinion on it later, but I don't think it's going to be as crazy as what everybody says it is. Um, Minnesota obviously getting it done, having the Offensive Player of the Year on their team, Justin J. Jettas Jefferson. Uh, Kirk Cousins didn't play too bad. I think Minnesota is going to run this division for for next year, maybe a couple years until Detroit really can can settle in because Detroit is, is far and away maybe definitely in the North, maybe in the NFC, maybe in the NFL, the best young franchise right now. Uh and I, th- but I think Minnesota has too much star power to really give that up right now. Um, we already talked about Detroit, Green Bay. I think they're going to move off a Rod. I think he did his darkness retreat for like three days last week. It's crazy to me, man. Aaron Rodgers is is one of the most unorthodox people I've ever like understood. You know what? I didn't even do. I didn't even talk about the AFC West. I'm gonna talk about the AFC West right after the NFC North, man. I'm sorry. Um, I did hoop for like an hour, and my body is sore, man. I should not have hooped that long. Um, but Green Bay, I think they're going to move off of Aaron Rodgers, and they still have good cornerstones with, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, Christian Watson played really good towards the end of the year. Uh, 
uh, great defense with Jair Alexander um, and a lot of other good pieces with Kenny Clark. Um, but I, I do think that Green Bay is on the decline. I think they're going to have to start the rebuild. Chicago, not a whole lot of pros to talk about with Chicago. I think Justin Fields is severely overrated. I think they're going to rock with Fields. I don't think they're going to trade it out. I think they're going to go Jalen Carter or Willie Anderson. Um, and I think that they do still have a bright future. You have to have somewhat of a future if you have the number one overall pick because you just have to assume that, you know, if you take somebody at number one, they better be good. Shout out Jacksonville for taking Trayvon Walker, man. I still can't believe that, man. What an L pick. What an L franchise. But, hell, it worked out even though Trayvon didn't play that well. Um, moving on to the AFC West. I need to talk about the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions, not a fan. Um, sitting at 14-3, and three, obviously got it done. They're going to run the division for a couple of years. Maybe until Mahomes retires or, God forbid, he goes to another team. Uh, the Chargers sitting at 10-7 and seven, who just can't get it done. The Las Vegas Raiders. We're saying Vegas now because um, I can't call them Oakland. I, I do it on accident, but I, do, I, do, I feel like they don't even deserve to be called the Las Vegas Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Like They just don't deserve it. Nice stadium, though. Sitting at 6-11, and 11, Josh Jacobs, I believe they're going to franchise tag because they actually declined the, uh, the fifth-year option on him, and he's one of the best backs in football right now, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, could be cool if Carolina takes a look at him, man. It's damn near turning into a Panthers podcast. Um, but that's my team, man. But I, I like to stay impartial. <laughs> um, Denver sitting at 5-12, and 12, man. Hiring Sean Payton. Trading for Sean Payton. I'm sorry. Um, as far as what, what the future is in Denver, I don't know, man. Jerry Judy's on the block. Maybe Cortland Sutton's on the block. Russell Wilson's there. <sighs> Like to see Javante Williams come back and play some football next year. Super excited about that. Lose lost, you know, a big piece in their defense with Bradley Chubb, but they still have guys like PS2, you know, Justin Simmons. Um, and there's a lot of free agency, you know, areas where you can clean that up. And in the draft too, which Denver will now have draft picks. Be I don't know. Damn, Denver don't got no draft picks, man. Because yeah, they traded what three for Russ, two for Peyton. They ain't rebuilding in the first round of the draft, I can tell you that, man. They're like the opposite of the Oklahoma City Thunder, man. Um, so moving on to the NFC East. Finally, got this pick right. 14-3, and three, Philadelphia Eagles. A NFC East champions. NFC champions just fell short in the Super Bowl. And what was actually a pretty good Super Bowl. Um, shout out my man James Bradbury. Ooh, we'll talk about that later. That's a good idea. Um, so the Eagles went 14-3. and three, A fantastic year by Jalen Hurts. Mahomes said this, and I actually really agree, man. Any doubt that Jalen Hurts isn't that guy or anybody who just has doubt about Hurts in general should really be silenced at this point. I mean, Hurts went out there and balled out in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs, all year, man. And nobody's going to have a perfect year, but Jalen Hurts played really well this year. Thank the Lord the Dallas Cowboys lost, man. I'm, I'm not a big Cowboys fan. Um, Cowboys sat at 12-5 and five making the playoffs, did not get it done obviously we done boys maybe next year cowboy next year's our year <laughs> um new york giants who also made the playoffs sitting at nine and seven um led by coach dable 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 i'm gonna say dable man um who, who, who won coach of the year <clears throat> and then the washington commanders what did the commanders just do man eric Bieniemy, uh kansas city chiefs offensive coordinator um, I think he's really going to revamp Washington for Washington to sit at 8-8-1. Literally, like, Washington is the definition of mediocre and mid. 
Um, I don't really like the word mid because it's like overused mainstream thing. You know what I'm saying? I'd be an underground guy. Though. <laughs> um, but uh, I do think that the Washington commanders have a bright future. I don't think Sam Howell's the guy, so don't even go there, Josh Howell. Um, they did release Carson Wentz, so they got a couple options, man. Maybe they go after Derek Carr. I don't think they met with Derek Carr. Maybe they go after Derek Carr. Let him bridge Sam Howell in. I don't think Sam Howell is the guy. But at least you have a veteran option. And you're not that far off of winning. you got guys like Chase Young on this team. Brian Robinson. Many men. Have wished death upon me. One of my eyes and I can't see. I told you, man. Every time I talk about him, I got to do it. You thought I forgot, man. You thought I was feeling you? <laughs> Bart. <laughs> um... Uh, Ron Rivera still at the helm there. Uh, Washington does not. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Mm. Uh, Washington does not have a bad future ahead in the NFC East, which is widely considered one of the worst divisions in football for the last decade, was actually far and away the best division in football. The East was really good. Um, actually very comparable to the AFC East. Worst team sitting at 7-10 and 10 for the East. Worst team at 8-8 eight and eight and 1 in the East for the a- NFC um, and then it went nine and seven for the NFC, eight and nine for the AFC, nine and eight for the AFC, twelve and five for the NFC, and then thirteen and three and fourteen and three for the NFC. So two really comparable divisions in football, man. Um, bright futures, respectfully, in both. Um, which is crazy because, like I said, these these divisions were widely dominated by one team, at least in the AFC East, which was the Patriots for such a long time, and just wasn't seen as competitive. But on the other hand, the NFC East was seen as really competitive just because they sucked so bad. It was not a good franchise in football or division in football. Um, but moving on to the NFC West, my San Francisco 49ers. Um, not my San Francisco 49ers, but... Um, my second bandwagon team, right? Because Christian McCaffrey uh, went 13-4, and four, largely due in part to Brock Purdy under center, who I don't think Brock Purdy's the guy. It'll be interesting to see how next year plays out for this football team, man. <sighs> They're still scary, man. If they could do that with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback, what do you think that they're going to do if they can develop Trey Lance? Trey Lance is the guy there. Or I don't think Jimmy's staying. Kyle Shanahan said he does not see a way that Jimmy Garoppolo makes his way back to to, uh, San Francisco. But, hey, man, never say never, man. You can never say never. Man, I low-key got a voice on me. I know you all miss hearing his voice. Um, And then Seattle, largely doing part to comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Y'all ain't finna get me started on that, I'll tell you right there. Um, Seattle sat at nine and eight. The Rams, who were my pick, sat at five and twelve. The story of the Rams season was injuries, man. Cooper Cup goes down. Matthew Stafford goes down. Jalen Ramsey might not be there next year. You know what I'm saying? And the whole running back conundrum with Cam and or Cam Akers, sorry, and Daryl Henderson. Man, the Rams were really a mess this year, and Sean, no, I'm thinking of uh, actually the Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, who just took a hiatus, but Sean McVay is coming back. Sean McVay is a great coach. They were Super Bowl champions last year. I think they're going to be fine. Um, It'll be nice to see him play healthy football again, 
You know, like I said, the game is just better when people don't get hurt. As a Panthers fan, hell, I've been ridiculed by it for so long, man. Every single Sunday, I had to tune into a Christian McCaffrey-less Panther game. When he gets healthy, we trade him. Crazy, man. Still not over it. Fresh wounds. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22, man. I miss that guy, even though it's 23 now. Jump, man, jump, man, jump, man. Um, but uh, moving on to the Cardinals, looking to looking to shop D-Hop. Still got Marquise Brown. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Kyler Murray, who I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan, but, man, y'all need to get off, bro. <laughs> like, let bro live a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who was it that attacked him? Pat Pete? Was it really Pat Pete? I don't even know. Kyler Murray was there when Pat Pete was there. Um, but I guess he did go Arizona to Minnesota, so that makes sense. Um, who, told, who said Kyler Murray only cares about himself? I don't know, man. Um, I don't think Arizona has a very bright future ahead. They got their guy at quarterback. Is he a franchise guy? Yes and no. Like, I, I don't see a whole lot of quarterbacks where you can be like, like, a guy like Kyler Murray is not a guy you want to move off of, but I have zero faith, negative one faith, that Kyler Murray could lead a team to the Super Bowl. But if you would have asked me if Jalen Hurts could lead a team to a Super Bowl seven months ago, I'm going to say, hell no, bro. Hell no. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that's that's going to wrap it up for the, the, the conference predictions or yeah, division predictions, conference predictions, same thing. Um, not too bad there. So what is that? Quick maths. Five out of eight there. Um, my NFL player award winners were not as good at, at – uh, MVP, I, I said Josh Allen. was actually pretty confident about this pick for a long, long time. Uh, obviously, the winner was Patrick Mahomes. Great year, very deserving. My one win, my one win, my man, Mr. Gritty Man, Justin J. Jettis Jefferson, uh, who did win Offensive Player of the Year. My Defensive Player of the Year prediction was Miles Garrett, which was crazy. Why can't I even, uh, why can't I even think of who it is? Was it Donald who got hurt earlier in the year? Because usually you pick Donald. But it was Nick Bosa who won. Nick Bosa had a great year this year. Um, crazy, man. Uh, and then Offensive Rookie of the Year, I predicted Damian Pierce. Garrett Wilson got the award. When it comes to offensive, well, I guess it didn't. Mahomes was deserving. Jefferson was deserving. Nick Bosa was deserving. Garrett Wilson, yes, was deserving. I just don't know where the Damian Pierce, like, disrespect is from like like I, I guess we just don't watch the same Damian Pierce or maybe it's my bias that's like leaking through because I just don't see how like Damian Pierce isn't recognized I, I think he was a candidate I'm pretty sure he was a candidate um or a finalist or a nominee or however they do at the NFL honors which was a whole steaming pile of mid man the Pro Bowl was mid too don't even get me started on the Pro Bowl um and I think I got food poisoning the day of the Pro Bowl damn shame Damn shame. Um, Garrett Wilson was deserving for sure. I think Brees Hall would have got it. Don't think that Kenneth Walker deserved it over Damian Pierce. Um, I, I could see Olave over Garrett Wilson. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I had Aiden Hutchinson. Sauce Gardner won it. I think Tariq Woolen should have won it. I really do. Maybe it's because I'm like super, super fed up with Sauce Gardner, and I just don't want to hear about him anymore. Or what it is, to be honest. But, and, and yes, Sauce played well. Sauce played well. And, yes, it's probably deserving. I just, man, I, don't, I, just, I just don't know, bro. Like, I, Tariq Woolen led the league in interceptions, and that's not all it's about. Otherwise, Trayvon Diggs would have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. You know, at the end of the day, that's not all 
but the cornerback and defensive position and player of the year should be about. It should be about more than that. I don't do. I don't believe Hutchinson deserved it. Oh my gosh, mind boggling, bro! You guys remember this the, the the clip where Aiden Hutchinson is picking off? I believe it, dude. Hold on, man. I gotta pull this up. I gotta pull this up because there's no way that I, it's it's how I remember it. Um, and he did pick off Justin Fields because I'm gonna get a bunch of people here. It was. It was him. Let me watch this clip, man. <laughs> and, and I'll describe to you guys what's going on. Oh, I got a nice little Old Spice ad. Shout out AJ Brown. Now State Farm. I bet it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I bet it's Patrick Mahomes. At least it's not the little ad with Andy or Andy Reid and he's drawing fake mustaches on players. Just not a big fan, man. Um, man, I need YouTube Premium for real. I'm not even signed in, though. Crazy. I'm just rambling at this point. Um... But, yes, it was against the Chicago Bears where Hutchinson is, like, running off the field, and he just throws a Stevie to a defensive end who's 15 yards downfield, sitting in, like, the, the right hash, and that's y'all quarterback. That is you guys' like, savior quarterback? Are you serious right now, bro? <laughs> I'm low-key cringy as hell, bro. Um... But I don't think Hutch deserved it. Hutch, Hutch had a good year. He came on towards the end of the year. Three interceptions, um, which is actually more than Sauce Gardner. And uh, had, had seven, eight sacks, which was by no means a bad year. He's a lot better than Trayvon Walker, I can tell you that. Um, and then coach of the year, I picked Sean McDermott. Big Buffalo Bills guy. As you can tell in my reward predictions. Uh, and the, the winner was was Brian Dable. Dable. I just always mess up the names, bro. Um, out of New York. I understand it. I think it, it probably should have been Nick Sirianni. I mean, he, he brought Philly to, to the Super Bowl. And he had a really good year, you know, and battled through adversity and, and, and got a lot of stuff done. Um, But, hey, man. Brian Dable, obviously, like, what do you say? Well, I'm trying to think. Revived. Revived. I was thinking, like, revitalized. That's not even a word, I don't think. Um, but he did revive that New York franchise who has talent. Not in the wide receiver room, but still made the playoffs. Still competing in the best division in football. And then the last one, man. Comeback player of the year goes to Geno Smith, the quarterback out of Seattle. Shout out to Papa Meigs, uh, MMG on YouTube. He he raised a good question. I don't agree with him, but I don't agree with him on who he thinks he should have won the award. He thinks Saquon should have won it. I don't agree. I'm a homer. Give me Chris McCaffrey, CMC. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22, man. Chris McCaffrey deserved the award. Um, Geno Smith, what exactly did Geno Smith come back from? Being a bad quarterback. Being a very, very bad quarterback. And he even showed glimpses of that very, very bad quarterback play. When he came back, like against Carolina, did not play this comeback player of the year football for Geno Smith. Do you guys like the ASMR vibe or not? Wow, man. Look, man, I'm sorry if you guys are listening to this back for the first time, man, and I'm out here whispering to this microphone and doing ASMR stuff, but it's crazy, man. <laughs> um, it's crazy, bro. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't think that Geno deserved it, and I'm happy for Geno. You know, they wrote him off. He didn't write back, though. Um, but I, I do think the award should have came down. It should have it came down 
to Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley. And I do believe that Christian McCaffrey should have won it. Christian McCaffrey's been battling these injuries for two years and came back and it was arguably the greatest, the best football, best running back in football this year. And, like, that's not me being bitter. That's not me being biased. Probably a little bit of bias, but I'm trying to stay impartial. But it's not because he's a Panther. It might be because he was a Panther. But I also got to see how special Christian McCaffrey was and what he did. If you think that San Francisco would have had the same season under Brock Purdy with Elijah Mitchell at running back, then I don't know what to tell you. You're a lost cause because it's not true. Christian McCaffrey opened things up for George Kittle, opened things up for Brandon Ayuk, opened things up for Debo Samuel. He's just such a unique player when you add him to your football team. And I see it. I think... New York would have been. I mean, I don't know how much New York adds or Saquon adds to New York. Obviously, he's a great football player. He's also a free agent. Would love to see him come to Carolina. He's not Christian McCaffrey, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm petrified. I'm sorry. I'm scared to, to, to even say that. But it's true. At the end of the day, um, things things hurt to hear. The truth hurts. Um, to recap a little bit more, man, before we, we jump into my favorite part of the segment. My favorite part of the year, man. Straight up, probably my favorite part of the year because I'll be looking forward to this after, like, week three. Um, coaching hires. So, um, I think the first one, we'll, we'll touch on that. Steve Stakishan? Stakishan? Man, Shane Stakishan. I thought it was, like, Shane. I thought it was, like, Steve Sarkeesian or something. Anyways, the Eagles offensive coordinator who's introduced as the Colts' new head coach. Um, it was it was like I said, and I can't even pronounce his name, but it was the guy I wanted in Carolina. If it wasn't Steve Wilkes, shout out Steve Wilkes for going and getting the San Francisco 49ers job um, and uh, at the defensive coordinator position. Wilkes did all he could to earn his spot as the defensive coordinator, the head coach for the Carolina Panthers. They went in a different direction, man. I guess you have to respect that. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that it was – Excuse me. Steve Wilkes' fault. Steve Wilkes did a great job. Um, wow. They're not going to let me get this dude's name. Uh, the Denver Broncos hired Sean Payton um, after trading for him two first rounds, two seconds, I believe. Way too much for a head coach who's not even coaching right now. Couldn't you have at least, like, I guess you can't because he's probably on contract for so much longer and you just can't wait that long. And especially if you're in win mode now, like the Broncos. I don't know how else he's going to mesh with Russ. I hope Russ has a better year next year, uh, even though he's one of the corniest players in the NFL, and I did not like him this year. I hope Russ revives his career because, he. I, at the end of the day, I do think he deserves it. The Houston Texans hired D'Amico Ryans, who was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive coordinator, another guy who I was looking at Carolina to target. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryans is going to do great in Houston. Um Thing is, is I don't know how much I like these like defensive minded coaches. The leagues, the league is an offensive league. Like all the best teams in the NFL have a great offense and a good defense. You know what I'm saying? But a good defense and a great offense, two different things. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to be fine in Houston. Uh, probably not super successful right away, just because Houston doesn't have that much talent. You know, on that franchise right now. And then, oh, excuse me. Um, Jonathan Gannon, <laughs> the real life Michael Scott, man. Uh, if you don't get that, then go on like TikTok or YouTube and like look up 
um, homeboy's name, and just the clips are kind of kind of like super cringy and funny uh, from Jonathan Gannon. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the last one I'll talk about, the hometown, homegrown, not the hometown because I live in Angola, Indiana, but my team, the Carolina Panthers, signing Frank Reich. Man, initially I was like, why? You know what I'm saying? Initially I was like, why? Like what What screams from the Indianapolis Colts season? What screams to Carolina and David Tepper to say, hmm, you know what, man? I want this guy coaching my team. I want this guy. What do you mean by that? Um, but Frank Reich has assembled a really good coach. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to spend a little more time on Carolina just because it's my team. Um, Frank Reich, offensive-minded coach, did not have the best tools around him in Indy. You just never know how things are going to play off. Like I said, at, her, at first I was really hurt. I was really hurt. I was like, why, Frank Reich? Why? Why? Um, but you just never know how things are going to work out. And he's assembled a hell of a coaching staff with him. Uh, offensive coordinator signing Thomas Brown, who was the assistant head coach for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, defensive coordinator, please excuse me, Jiro Evero. Yeah, uh, who was the Broncos coordinator last year and one of the few bright spots <laughs> jumping from PS2 to the real QB one of that class and J.C. Horn, QB cornerback one. Sorry. Um, special teams coordinator stays Chris Tabor, who's done a great job in Carolina. Signing back J.J. Jansen is really cool. <laughs> the longest tenured Panther ever. Senior assistant Jim Caldwell, who was looking for head coaching. Uh, roles in the NFL and then for to kind of like settle for Carolina and he said he doesn't want to doesn't want to look at it anymore. Man, I gotta hurry up. It's already at forty minutes. I haven't even touched my mock draft. Um, man, let me get one more noticeable guy. Sean Jefferson, wide receiver coach out of L.A. Uh, Van Jefferson's father, which is cool for me because Van Jefferson was a Gator. Shout out Anthony Richardson, baby. Uh, um, but, yeah, I'll just I'll move off that. And D'Angelo Hall uh, for assistant cornerback coach. I fear God, boy. Or Rika Box. I fear God. That'd be cool. D-Hop come. They could, like, reunite. Re, uh, you know what I'm saying? Reignite that? <laughs> what do you call it? Re recreate? Recreate? Um, wow, I'm tripping. Man, it's been a while since I, like, sat here and, like, really had a dialogue with y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I'm having a lot of fun. I'm smiling here. I'm geeking. I'm tweaking. I'm geeking. Geeking? Geeking. Wow. Uh, moving on, baby, if y'all can see the smile on my face, if y'all can see the all caps typing on my script, it's draft season, baby. Um, okay, I'm actually going to skip bullet point number one and just go into it at the end. Um, trades in the quarterback room. This 2023 NFL draft is going to be very interesting. These are teams that could trade up. Houston Texans at two. Indianapolis Colts at four. Oakland Raiders at seven. Carolina Panthers at nine. In the top ten, those are the teams that could trade up in my mind. Don't think that anybody's going to trade up. I'm going to be honest. These are my quarterback rankings. Number one, Bryce Young. Number two, C.J. Stroud. Number three, Anthony Richardson. Number four, Will Levis. Nobody else matters even though technically I have Tanner McKee going in this mock draft. <laughs> um, first guy off the position at each, or first guy off the board at each position. <clears throat> Quarterback, 
Bryce Young. Running back, B. John Robinson. Tight end, Michael Mayer. Offensive tackle. I'm trying to like figure out you know a good, a good order to do this. Paris Johnson. Guard, Osiris Torrance. Center. I have no clue because I didn't have a center going in the first round. Um, uh, defensive interior, Jalen Carter. Edge rusher, Will Anderson. Linebacker. Don't have a linebacker. Don't have an inside linebacker. Even though guys like Miles Murphy and Andre Carter. Guys like that who can go. Cornerback, Devin Witherspoon, Illinois. Safety. Uh, do I have a safety coming off the board? Brian Branch, I'm sorry, uh, to Alabama. You guys all talk about that later. It doesn't make sense, but it does make sense if you really critically break this down. Uh, why does she write? I didn't even say that. Jackson Smith, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I have it being Quentin Johnson, Johnston. I'm a mess right now. Um, I think that's it for all the positions. Kicker, punter. I have no clue. <laughs> Long snapper. Uh, Thomas Fletcher. If, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, man, that's going to move into my mock draft. I'm just going to talk about my mock draft. Big shocker here, man. In this first round, in this mock draft 1.0, in the Kyler Bills 100% accurate mock draft 1.0. Now, listen to me. Really? 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 You know what? Stop. Stop. If you're driving, if you're sleeping, whatever you're doing, turn me up right now. Turn me up in the headspace. In my 100% accurate mock draft 1.0, I need you to listen. I need you to turn me up. Tune everything out. Is that a cat meowing? No, it's not. Is that Outer Banks in the background? No, it's not. There are going to be no trades in the first round. Clap for me. Clap for me. There's going to be no trades in the first round, man. I don't think, I don't think people have to. I think people are going to stay put. People are going to get there what they want. I made this mock draft last week. My viewpoint on that might have changed. You guys are going to find out in two weeks. <laughs> Most realistic trade. Colts moving up to number one. Carolina moving up to number three with Arizona. I don't see anything else happening, man. I don't see anything else happening. I think people only move up for a quarterback, man. And I think if I think everybody can stay at their picks and get their quarterback. I really do. I kind of hope Carolina trades up at this point. I'm going to talk about this later, man. I'm so indecisive. Number one, I have Jalen Carter going to the Chicago Bears. Number two, I have Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama, going to the Houston Texans with the third pick in the NFL draft. I have Will Anderson going to Arizona. In the fourth pick, I have C.J. Stroud going to Indianapolis. In the fifth pick, I have Tyree Wilson, edge out of Texas Tech, going to Seattle. At six, I have Devin Witherspoon, um, cornerback out of Illinois, going to they're staying home. Wow, Illinois is not in Michigan, Kyler. Uh, going to Detroit. Uh, at 7, I have mailman Will Levis going to Oakland. You hear that? I don't care. I don't care that they're Las Vegas. He's going to Oakland. Um, at number 8, I have Quentin Johnston. Maybe Jackson Smith and Jigwa. Maybe not. Uh, going to Atlanta at the wide receiver position. At number 9, with the ninth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Carolina Panthers select. Y'all like this drum roll? A little makeshift drum roll. Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. I kind of went with like that, that, NBA, that NBA 2K 2014 where Anthony Bennett, 
You know what I'm saying? And if you know, you know. Um, I'm going to talk about it later. Number 10, I have Brian Branch, safety Alabama, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. And number 11, I have Luke Van Ness, edge out of Iowa, going 11th to the Tennessee Titans. Brian Breeze at 12. <laughs> Going to the Houston Texans, uh, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. Number 13, Paris Johnson, Jr., tackle of Ohio State, going to New York. Aside, or across, across the line from Makai Becton, not across, opposite. Uh, at number 14, Peter Skoronsky, tackle out of Northwestern, going to the New England Patriots. At number 15, I have the Packers getting big body Ben's member, I used to be dusty. That is probably one of the top 10 cringiest things I have ever said I have ever done. Going to the Green Bay Packers, number 16, I have Osiris Torres going to the Washington Commanders. How come on PFF, none of the Gators have pictures? This is seriously screwed up. And number 17, I have Broderick Jones going to Pittsburgh, helping out that offensive line. And number 18, the Lions second overall or second first, pack, first round pick. I'm speed running this. I'm tripping. I have Kalijah Cansey. Defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh going to Detroit. Number 19, Christian Gonzalez, who could be the first corner off the board, I have going to Tampa Bay. Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC, I have going to Seattle. Number 21, Zay Flowers, Boston College, wide receiver going to the Chargers. Which those two picks really don't make sense, man. They really don't. But I'm going to roll with it, man. <laughs> and, and number 22, I have the Baltimore Ravens getting a stud steal in Miles Murphy, edge out of Clemson. Number 23, I have Andre Carter II, edge Army, going to Minnesota. And number 24, I have Joey Porter Jr. going to Jacksonville um, out of Penn State. Number 25, I have Michael Mayer, tight end Notre Dame, going to New York. And number 28, I have Mazzie Smith, defensive tackle out of Michigan, going to Dallas. Nobody besides Dallas picks people I've never heard of in the first round. And we're, damn it, we're going to keep that trend going. And number 27, I have Deontay Banks, cornerback Maryland, going to the Buffalo Bills. And number 28, I have Anton Harrison, tackle Oklahoma, going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Number 29, not too sure what happened here. I went off needs. I went off who they need. I don't think they're going to trade up. I have the New Orleans Saints selecting Tanner McKee, quarterback out of Stanford. At number 30, I have Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Another pick that really, now that I'm looking at it, does not make sense, but damn it, trust the process. Number 31, I have Bijan Robinson going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Isaac Pacheco's good. Jared McKinnon's good. This dude follows you at 31. You pick him up, bro. Todd ain't going to like that. Todd think he's going top 10. I don't, man. I don't. Man, that's mock draft 1.0, man. <laughs> and um, what's Carolina doing? What's Carolina doing? Carolina's got to go get their quarterback. They have to. I want CJ Stroud probably first, tied for first, and then my bias leaks in. I want Anthony Richardson, man. A lot of reports. Matt Miller, ESPN analyst, said uh, from his from his reports, man. It looks like the Panthers are all in on Anthony Richardson. I think Carolina, like, whew, dude, you guys don't understand. Look, man, I won't I won't talk to you guys next until like two weeks. The combine will be over. Watch how the world falls in love with Anthony Richardson after this NFL combine. They're already doing it. Like the media is really hyping him up. Like the way I hype him up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um wait till the combine, man. His his problems are not his his tangibles. His how far can he throw a ball? Can he make it look effortless? Can he make it look pretty? Is he fast? Is he strong? Does he have an absolute cannon? That's not his problems. His, his problems are his decision making. His rush, you know, is his, his decision making in a game, in a high speed game, his scheme things. 
you know, just slowing the football game down. You don't have to do that at the combine, man. He can really let it eat. I might drive down to Indy just to see him, man. <laughs> um, I hope they go Anthony Richardson. I really, really, really do. Um, as far as if if they grab Will Levis, man, there's look. Let me walk y'all through something. Let me walk y'all through something. I love draft season so much. Um, every year I have somebody I really don't like. I don't want Carolina to take. This year, or no, how are we going to do this? I'll just go, I'll go draft by draft. I wanted DJ, or I wanted Calvin Ridley. I got DJ Moore. I was wrong. I wanted Montez Sweat. They got Brian Burns. I was wrong. I wanted Derek Brown, or I wanted Isaiah Simmons. They got Derek Brown. I'm kind of wrong. Derek Brown had a pretty damn good year. Um, I wanted, was it really that draft? I wanted J.C. Horn. Wow, Kyler. I wanted Panay Sewell. They got J.C. Horn. I was wrong. I wanted, which Panay Sewell is a good player. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I wanted, what was last year? Evan Neal. We got a Kevin Quano. I was wrong. I ain't going to say I was wrong this year, but every year I have, I have a quarterback prospect I, I hate and I just fall out of love with, whether it was Trey Lance. There was Justin Herbert, which wow, I look like I look I look really stupid there. Um, whether it was Danny Dimes, whether it was Trey Lance, which I already said. <laughs> um, why am I spacing on this, man? Who was it? Was last year? I didn't want Kenny Pickett. Didn't want Mac Jones. Those are the other two I was missing. I do not want Will Levis. Please, please, please. Look, man, I'm gonna be vulnerable here for a second, man. <sighs> David Tepper, if you're listening to me. Really turn me up in the headphones right now. David and Nicole Tepper, this one for y'all. Please don't draft Will Levis. You want a man in North Carolina, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like this, I hope this quarterback is here or is there when hopefully I can make my dream come true and work for you guys. I do not want to have to report and journal and be a journalist over a guy who puts mayo in his coffee, bro. Whether it was the NCAA football this year. And look, bro, <clears throat> I may be biased, but I've watched more Anthony Richardson football than any other person that I've watched in this draft. I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him. Um, just, just hashtag anybody but Will Levis. They have to go out and gra grab a quarterback. Dan Orlovsky said it. They have to. And, and Orlovsky only, almost went with Carolina. Didn't end up doing it. But they have to go out and grab a quarterback. Um... It's, it's really, really fun to see how things shape out. Um, just to let you guys know in the future, in case I don't say it again, um, I always live stream my draft reaction. If you guys are interested in seeing that, it'll be – I think this year I'll probably record every pick up until number nine because last year was crazy when people were passing on the tackles. Um, I do record it on my personal Instagram, which is um, at Kyler.Bills, just, just the symbol, not D-O-T. <laughs> um, and if you guys want to see me go crazy, I'm telling you right now, if we draft Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud, I'll jump in the freezing cold lake. If we draft Will Levis, I will cry. I mean, it's pretty much as simple as that. Well, really, if we don't grab a quarterback at all, I might cry. But I would rather, I would rather, I would rather sign Derek Carr than get Will Levis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And by God, if if we draft Will Levis and he turns out to be the next Drew Brees, I don't know if that's a comparison, but uh, then I'll just look like a more of an idiot than what I do every draft year. Um, moving on to the last thing before I get y'all out of here, man. What does the future of that six look like? 
obviously not going to be football every week, man. Um, but there's going to be a lot of news. There's a lot of news I didn't cover in this week. Um, the off season is just as packed as during season, at least before draft season. As as things kind of prolong after free agency and trade deadlines and whatnot, even though the trade deadline is like in season in like December. But oh, excuse me. Um, I got a lot of stuff to talk about here, man. Like new mock drafts every week. I'm gonna bring you guys a new mock draft every week. In two weeks, it'll be mock draft 2.0. You get the gist. Um, I'm gonna talk about draft news, free agency news, coaching hires, player hires, player fires, coaching fires. Um, Trades, even though I don't think trades can happen right now. Can trades happen right now? I don't think so. Um, but that's the future of that six until next year. Um, I'm, I'm really excited, guys. I know it's been a while, um, and I don't really have a justification for that. You guys already heard me talk about it. But uh, I, I'm very, very excited for this future, the future of this podcast, the future of getting to talk to you guys and grow my brand. Uh, it truly is one of my passions. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, man... Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 10 of that six. I can't tell you guys how nice it is, again, to be back in the booth and talking about what I love with all of you. Uh, we go on spring break next year, or the ne next year, wow, this next week, I'm sorry. Um, so there will be no episode next week, but in two weeks, I guess, so what, in two Wednesdays, I'm going I'm to get this sent off tonight, hopefully have it published tomorrow. Uh, after that, we will pick this right back up where we left it today. Uh, I want to invite you guys um, listening to follow me once again on Twitter or TikTok under at that six podcast. It's going to be a lot more. I didn't want to post on those where I wasn't making podcasts because it just doesn't make sense, even though I did a little bit. My Twitter's not too active, but I'm going to be going a lot better on, on, on TikTok. I'm sorry. Um, follow that at that six podcast. Uh, but that's going to be it for me, man. Oh, the jubilation. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. So nice to be back. Um, and I'm back to stay, man. Deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.